Tell Me I'm Wrong, a podcast about love languages, relationships, and the things we've learned in our 20-some-odd years of living. Let's meet our hosts. I'm Scarlett, omnidirectional writer, witch, wanderer. And I'm Plum, introverted bibliophile, creator, empath. Let's get started, shall we? Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Today's episode is on something I'm sure each and every single one of you have heard of or have some notion about, and I thought it would be fun to talk about. We're going to talk about the five love languages. Oh, boy. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So if you don't know, the five love languages were a concept developed by a uh, marriage counselor, an actual licensed psychologist named Gary Chapman back in the 90s. And I think that just goes to show how long they have lasted. Yes. And they really haven't changed much since their original form. In some instances, they've been adapted. Um, sometimes, like in some areas, the wording of them have changed, but they are still basically the same things. Um, if you don't know, because I saw this in one location, I was like, I need to know if this is true or not. He actually created these because he was a marriage counselor at his Baptist church. Yeah, and this I was, was going to say, isn't, wasn't he like a He's a pastor. pastor. He yeah. is still currently an active pastor, too, apparently. So he did this for his couples that he was counseling through his church. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because if you look on his bio on the website for this, nowhere is that mentioned. Like, he doesn't bring, like, you know, any of that. So I thought that was curious because it was mentioned on one website that I will talk about a little later um, that that's the whole reason he created these. And then another website was like, yeah, this is what he does. And I was like, interesting. I think it's interesting, too, because I read that, obviously, since I pulled Pastor out of there. But um, that in the things that I read, I don't know if you found more because, obviously... We use different language than the originals, mm-hmm. but in all the things that I saw, it wasn't about God or your relationship with God or religion. It's just about how you relate to another person. And I think that's really important for people in general, Yes, <laughs> because it doesn't always have to do with something else. It, like, this is something you can control and you can, you have power over, so you should use that. Yeah, no, so you're completely right. Um, I wasn't actually able to get a hold of a physical copy of his book because our library didn't have any copies available, mm. um, which is surprising. Like, every I've first... seen it actually come through Malcat a couple times. Yeah, because there, we have so many different copies of the book as well as the variations of it, mm-hmm. um, but we don't, we didn't have any copies available. And plus, we didn't have the ebook versions of it. We only had the audiobook, and I don't, I'm not that fond of audiobooks. Yeah. But what I did find. I'm to navigate. Yeah. <laughs> what I did find was a summary of his book. Um, so it broke down in each chapter what, like, the love languages were. So I used that because if you go to the website, um, unless you take the quiz and then you read the results, you can't actually, like, see how he words things. But nowhere across the board does he actually, from what I saw, like, make religion a part of it. Okay. Like, your connection with God. Like, and I feel like that a lot of marriage counselors that you deal with within a church, that's how they go. Yeah. They're like, what's your relationship with God like? Da-da-da-da. I grew up in a very Christian household, and that's how it always was. Even with, like, I mean, I actually got free therapy through my church when I was much younger. Yeah, that wasn't necessarily a part of it, but, like, I know that's, like, a lot of times people are like, well, how's your relationship with God? Is your relationship with God healthy in your marriage relationship? And I'm like, I'm sorry. My relationship is with this person that is separate than my relationship with God for other people. But that wasn't part of this. So I think that's something to keep in mind because the one article that I, the first article I saw that mentioned it, they kind of used it as a negative because they made the, like, one of the sentences was, he was using this for Christian couples. Like, they made that, like, clear, like, this was for Christian couples. I was like, okay, yes, he was working with Christian couples, but nowhere in this does it say, like, 
how's your words of affirmation with God and your partner? Yeah. How How's your quality time with God and your partner? Like, he doesn't include that because, you know, he's a licensed psychologist. He actually has his PhD. He knows not every person is going to be religious. And if he wants his book to do well, he knows yeah. he has to adapt it That's true. for everyone. So, and that, I mean, he may have mentioned it somewhere even in, like, a foreword or something oh, in probably. his actual book. But just because it was originally used that way doesn't mean that we have to only use it that way or like disregard the things that we can learn from it because there are things to be learned absolutely that was um that was the one interesting thing though because the the articles that i read i read a couple different articles that talked about the five long love languages because like i said his website doesn't really do much the five love languages website doesn't really do much in defining these they just encourage you to buy the books which i mean i guess that makes sense you're marketing you're trying to sell them yeah so i was using a lot of other articles that would reference what the five love languages were and there was there was a lot of mixed feelings about it yeah um especially the ones that would like there was one where it's like, let's get the clinical psychologist take on it. And it was straight up like, one of them was like, oh, it's utter psychobabble. But that doesn't mean I don't use it because it does work. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, there is an article. It is in the source doc. It was a, uh, it was a psychologist that was like, it's, there's no research behind this. There's no, like, scientific basis behind the five long languages. Obviously, research has been done to see about the validity and the reliability of this, and it's mixed. Like, there's mm -hmm. no consistency in the results. Um, and the one was, like, it's just psychobabble. Like, it's basically pop psychology. Yeah. That's maybe what they said. Maybe psychobabble. I know psychobabble was in one of the <laughs> one of the articles, but, like, it's basically pop psychology. Well, listen, okay, how we understand humans is in a broken fashion so yes. <laughs> i understand why they would say that but not in a negative light but it was like being real like it, there's you know the thing too is that you have to think about like if you are helping a couple like with understanding each other the way that you're gonna get through to them is something easy like what this would do rather than like some actual psychological terms because people don't they really don't understand yeah. and this is something like uh, this is a bite-sized thing like oh you need yes. to understand how other people want to be treated to you know have whatever but i can understand why they <laughs> would say that it's just garbage and i think a lot of like stuff like this and like how how we understand ourselves and each other as people even if it's sometimes it sometimes as a joke like this zodiac stuff mm -hmm. like that it's all just like ways that we can in in a bite-sized way say here this is me and yeah. how i do things and that was the thing um so there was one article and i know i included it on the source doc that was that felt or it read more generally negative about the five love languages otherwise everything else was like yeah there's some controversies yeah there's some issues but overall they're like use it they're like we use it we adapt it um so there was one that was like, they didn't like it. And it felt more like they were trying to promote a separate, a, like a different type of love language. They're like, you should really try this created by these people. I don't remember their names because I was just... It's all the spend it's money. basically, yeah. Basically, spend money, buy things, learn things. No, 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 no. Don't use that. Buy my thing. Buy my the six thing. love languages. The six lo not the seven. <laughs> No, they just added one more. Yeah, just one more. That's it. <laughs> just to make it a little different. Um, but some of the research, and unfortunately, I didn't have access to these actual scientific studies that they were doing, unfortunately, so I have to just use what they told me they were about or the abstracts. Um, so sad. <laughs> I know. I was really sad. Some of the research found that it can be um, beneficial when using the five love languages for a successful relationship if you understand them, if you know them, if you implement them. And then some have found that it's a very weak predictor of relationship satisfaction. Yeah. Because there is that whole thing like, what if our love languages aren't compatible, da 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 I'm like, this is one defining thing. If you're going to base your entire relationship on this one aspect... 
And sometimes I like think... basing it on Zodiac. Basing <laughs> it on Zodiac. That was another thing that they said. Like, people will use this as another personality test. I'm like, this isn't a personality test. This is not what this is supposed to be. And that's where all the issues come from. How yeah. other people take it. Morons. <laughs> Use it for what it's meant to be used for and it'll work accordingly. Yeah. A thought. <laughs> Use your brain. Use your brain. Use your brain is the takeaway here. We get the takeaway only like 10 minutes in. Good job, you guys. We really broke through. <laughs> <sighs> Okay, so what are the five love languages? Lay it on me. Words of affirmation. Which en- are? Encourage, affirm, appreciate, empathize, and listen, listen actively. Yes. Uh, and then on the three pages later, I wrote down actual examples. Because <laughs> I didn't think about that the first page. Uh, unexpected notes, text, uh, encourage often. Yes. Praise. Praise them. Praise. <laughs> praise. Basically. We love praise. We love praise. Praise is good. Be nice. Uh, number two, physical touch. This is nonverbal. Use body language and touch to express love. So this is hugging, kissing, holding hands, and intimacy. Number three, receiving gifts, which I have thoughts on. Uh, I also have thoughts on. Cool. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Uh, Receiving gifts is thoughtfulness. Make your spouse a priority or partner or friend or anything. Uh, Speak purposefully. Number four, quality time. Oh, receiving gifts. Self to... You know what that is. Uh, Quality time. (laughs) Uninterrupted and focused conversations. One-on-one time is critical. Uh, The one thing I liked is everyone, like, across the board, when they were giving examples of quality time, they kept calling it special moments. Um, I have something else to say on that after, too, that I thought was very nice. And then finally, number five, acts of service. Okay. Uh, Use action phrases like, I'll help, dot, dot, dot. This is doing chores together, making your partner person whoever breakfast in bed that was the exact example i took from a website link is in the resource doc because i was like that's adorable that's cute yes (laughs) like picking up the groceries on the way home so the other person doesn't have to do it a lot of the ones that i saw for this one were like um helping your partner out when they're stressed about something and they can't get to it like you put the fucking laundry away or <laughs> you take out the garbage or you do the dish like <laughs> without being prompted. Yeah. Just, oh, I know that they're stressed out about this thing. So I'm going to help them out by doing the thing, doing the thing. So we took the test. We took two tests. We took two tests. So there's it started off with just the plain ass <laughs> love languages and then split off there's like what five new ones now yeah so they've adapted it like i said earlier into different things um they have them for teens they have them for children they have them for single people for couples for military men specifically is what it said yes maybe not military men military Just and then there's one for men, men. males is males what it said. <laughs> oh is that what it's called yeah then we have like And also just to, like, you know, be like, hey, libraries are cool. We have a translated version, but I can't read Spanish, so I couldn't check it out. Hey, libraries are cool. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, next. If we had a French version, maybe I could have read it. (laughs) So, yeah, we both took two versions of it. We took the singles and then the couples versions. Yes, because Plum is single. And Scarlet is (laughs) unsingle. Happily unsingle. Happily unsingle. I'm very happily single. (laughs) Just to clarify, in case you were wondering. But the way that um, I thought about it, like, when we were doing this is when I was doing the couples test, I thought specifically about my partner, Mm -hmm. Mr. Green, who I've been with for 12 years, so... Long time. And then when I was doing the singles one, I basically just thought about Plum and how I like our relationship to go and other friendships similar to that. Yes. So, what you, let's start with the singles, man. So, the singles. So, my number one at 30% was yes. quality time, followed closely by words of affirmation, receiving gifts, uh, access. That was the, the That same. was the same. Yeah. They were both 23%. Okay. Um, next, what, at 21% was access service, and with a measly 3%, 
physical touch. <laughs> we don't need the physical I don't, touch. You know, I don't mind a hug, but uh, stay in your bubble, please. <laughs> Valid. Um, my results for the singles was 37% words of affirmation. We love the words. We love the praise, people. That's me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, yes, please tell me all the things that I did right. I love it. Um, 27% quality time. Chilling, watching videos together whilst you're on your phone, working on different things in the same room. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. Um, 23% acts of service. And then 7% touch and receiving gifts is the same. 7%. I don't really care for the <laughs> the gift. And again, I also like touch. I like hugging people, but it just has to be the right person. <laughs> nope, I get it. It makes sense. Really, when you think about it. Because, yeah. It's easily reflected in your day-to-day. Yeah. How you feel about people and how you treat people. Yeah. And I will definitely do the, like arm touch or shoulder touch, Mm -hmm. like, just, like, I'm here, and I'm, I support you, or whatever. That's kind of what my mentality is on it. Just, like, a, hey. And that's enough for a lot of people. A reassuring thing, and that's, that's more than enough, I think, for me as well. I don't really need, (laughs) I don't need more than that unless, like, it's a specifically bad time, and then, (laughs) then hugs are appreciated. Yes. Um... And then for couples, do you want to do yours? Sure. So for my couples, I kind of just thought about how I think I would be in a relationship. And it's pretty spot on, I'd say. It was really funny, though. I'm going to laugh. Um, <laughs> at 37%, I have words of affirmation. Yes. Uh, 27%, I have quality time and access service. Both are 27%. At 10%, I have receiving gifts. <laughs> and at 0%, I have physical touch. <laughs> I was not surprised at all. <laughs> Neither was I. I I also thought it was interesting that my singles and your couples are pretty similar. There. I thought about that when I was looking at the results yesterday. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then for my couples, 37% quality time, 27% physical touch. You see a big change there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically am a human blanket and I like it that way. <laughs> Um, I like the cuddle. And then 23% words of affirmation. I still like the words. Like the praise. Uh, 13% acts of service and then 0% receiving gifts. (laughs) Period. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not surprised at all. I knew, and that's why I said like, hey, we should take two different versions because I knew that it was going to be different because... I'm, again, I've been with Green for 12 years, so I know that how I am with him is just different than how I am with other people. Yeah. Um, and I like to be squished. <laughs> I have a weighted blanket for that. Valid. Also valid. A different way to be squished. Yeah. I, lo- I do like the squish. That's why I love my weighted blanket, because it's, it's, it's a hug that yes. doesn't move or talk. <laughs> It's also why I have a giant stuffed sloth. Yes, the sloth. Rupert. His name is Rupert. He's good boy. He's the best boy. <laughs> he was a gift. He's my favorite thing. So, obviously, we both have pretty high on the words of affirmation and quality time on both of those. So, uh, yeah. I, we clearly don't have a problem. No. An underlying problem that has to do with that. No, not at all. <laughs> um, again, acts of service, I feel like that's just doing, you know, helpful things. Being helpful. Yeah. Um, which I also don't have a problem with. As long as it's not a, well, I do this and this and this and this and I did these 17 things for you. That's just, like, looking for attention. <laughs> Yeah. Just do it and don't say anything. You don't need... Yeah. (laughs) That's why I'm at work. I'm just like, I'm just going to do it. And if someone notices, then fine. And if they don't, then fine. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like, you don't need to, like, detail to the person every single little thing you've done for the day. Because... Because that's not out of love. That's not the point. That's out of you being 
manipulative. Yeah. Which leads me to my next point. <laughs> I have big problems with gifts. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, I hope she talks about this, but... What did you want to say about it? So, I was thinking about receiving gifts, and I kind of, when I first, like, was re-looking at my results, I was like, why is receiving gifts so high? Like, it kind of makes me feel bad, like, that I kind of sometimes feel bad that I really do, honest to God, love it when people give me things. I don't know if it's because, like, I just feel like it makes me very selfish but I'm like but that's not a bad thing because like they could literally give me a star sticker and I would be like over the fucking moon yeah so I and I feel like this is interesting because when you bring me things I do not feel yucky about it at all good I was gonna say I'm like yeah so this is do I, I need to adjust no when I was thinking about it like Plum will bring me my favorite candy oh yeah she will bring me stickers. She will bring me little photos of Tay. She will bring me print-offs of stuff. Like, just an abundance of things. All, like, cute and perfect and and not overwhelming at all. And that does not bother me at all. You know why? Because I know that you... I, I know what your intentions are. So I'm not like, oh, this is something else. I just know you thought this was a thing that I would like. And I do, period. <laughs> like, there's no ulterior motive. And that's it. And I'm not expecting anything in return. Yes. So, so. my issue then is with other people. Okay, good. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate everything when you bring me things. This is why I make sure that I get you the right snacks when I go to the store. <laughs> I got some Reese eggs. I, saw. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Those are for you. I don't eat those. They're, they are for you because I know that you like them. They're my favorite. And Red Bull and chicken, dinosaur chicken nuggets, even though I don't eat meat. These she are keeps things me well for you. Stocked. <laughs> um, but. it's with other people that it starts to get itchy because I feel like I have been manipulated by gift giving in the past. Yeah. More more than once by different people. Um, And it just, like, every time that it gets brought up again, I feel like it just has gotten worse since the last point that I thought about it. Um, But... I've had people buy me things that are a little more than I would want anyone to spend money on for me. Um, and I know that they're not doing it to be manipulative, but then I feel like I owe them something. And that bothers me. Yes. Um, also, we... <laughs> had a friend <laughs> that's primary love language which is why I sort of like going into this I was like I wonder if I'm gonna have a problem with how this lays out because they really harped on it and um the whole thing that they wanted to make sure that I understood was that their primary love language was gift giving and I was like but I'm uncomfortable with that because of these other things that have happened in the past. And they were like, you have to understand this is how I do the love. Curious, though, that gift giving is not on a love language list. Correct. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. Continue to, be <laughs> continue to feel manipulated by gifts. I don't like it. Um, obviously... There are exceptions, like, if we're both getting each other something, that's different. If it's for a birthday, that's different. If it's for, you know, regular stuff, or if it's just little tiny things, or a thank you. Those, these are fine. Yeah, this actually made me remember a thing. As soon as you said manipulative, I was like, oh, I actually, yeah, I had to send something back to a family member because I didn't appropriately thank them. Oh, my God. Um... Because saying thank you to their face was not enough. They expected me to, like, do all of these other things. And it's not like it required a thank you note. I have sent thank you notes. I will send thank you notes. I love writing cards, okay? I It's just something that I do. Yes. But they were so offended that I wasn't continuously thanking them. 
Um, and this was back when I was still in college and my mom actually front faced a lot of it for me because they were contacting my mother's mom and then my mother's mom was contacting my mom and my mom was like, didn't you thank them in person? I was there. And I was like, yes, I did. Like, what's the problem? And then she's like, I don't want you to feel bad, but I think we should send it back. So we literally sent it back. And it's not like it was just some cash. Like they literally gave me cash and they were like offended that I wasn't continuously thanking them. And then I didn't speak to this person for like years and years because they cut my family off because of this one thing, because I didn't thank them enough. And that's literally what it was. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, I remember. I know that feeling. Yeah. It's not a good feeling. It sucks because you're like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. And Nothing. It's like that whole like buying people's affection yes. thing. And that bothers I, me. Yes. I definitely had a friend when I was like <coughs> in high school and my early college years who was very much like that. And it's not even that like they would necessarily buy you things, but she was she was very hands-on so she would make things mm. and then you just kind of felt bad because it was clearly she spent a lot of time and effort into it and like you wanted to appreciate it but at the same time it's like you could tell that they were just like they were they were reaching for praise they were reaching for your affection they wanted you to do something for them and it's like it it gets really cringy and like really uncomfortable really really fast yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh, what was the other thing that we had um, words about? So I just wanted to mention, there's there's one website, I'll put a star on the source doc, which is where I got a lot of like my definitions and my examples from because I just really liked how they worded it. Um, but for quality time, mm. the way they described it was like the special moments, like doing small things together. And that was something that they like kind of kept repeating when they would describe it, like you know, just doing small little things that may seem insignificant, but are really, truly significant. Like, these don't have to be big, grand gestures. Mm. They can be if that's the kind of, like, you know, relationship you have. But, like, they can be small. It can be, like, just nothing. Like, I don't know how to describe it. But I really enjoyed that because they made an effort to use, like, the word small. Mm-hmm. Because people think, like, you know, quality time, like, oh, we have to go on this long vacation. And, like, they did make mention weekend getaways. But I'm like, a weekend getaway is literally, like, two and a half days. Like, that's the perfect time. It doesn't need to be anything big or grand. Like, literally rent an Airbnb two towns over and just disconnect and chill. You're going to have the best time ever. (laughs) Yes. My prime example of this is taking a walk with your partner. Absolutely. Um, Because... It's just nice. Green and I went on a walk in, like, the beginning of quarantine. Uh, no, not the beginning. Once it got nicer. Probably in, like, May. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and we literally just went on, like, an hour-long trudge through the <laughs> woods. And he just, like, walked along as I took pictures. And it was just easy. We didn't do anything. We got pizza afterward, but that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. It's not, like, a whole, like, obviously... Having dinner, sitting across from somebody and talking is nice and, like, doing things like that. But it's those little moments that you're just like, ah. like That you're going to think about months later. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Because that really doesn't play into the whole capitalism of the thing. No. (laughs) No, I do feel like there's a little bit of that now. But at the same time, like, people who truly, truly take this, like, they know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, one of the things that I found really interesting about this was when I was looking through the summary of the um, the original from Gary Chapman, one of the things, and I'm really hoping this is how he had it written in his book because it was a summary of his book, but for receiving gifts, one of the bullet points was gift your partner with yourself Mm. which I thought was a really interesting way to um put it to word it because then it kind of like made me go into that line of thought like so you like really what you can do and what maybe you should consider doing is you can intermix these because that really sounded like quality time to me yeah so I was like gift your partner with your attention yeah 
There you go. There you a go. Thought. A good thought. A good thought. I was like, that's a good way to think about this. Um, one other thing, we've mentioned it a couple times, the whole adapting the love languages to all these different avenues, like teen singles, military, you know, because these are all different things, you know, uh, different environment, cultural, it's going to be different for everyone. Yes. That was something I read on an article that was really interesting, like, you know, in certain cultures, words of affirmation is like, no, no, like, I don't want to hear it from you. I want to hear about, I want to hear you say it from someone else like you tell someone else and then I hear through the grapevine that you've been like talking good about me and I was like (coughs) that's interesting yes I was like oh okay yeah okay Hmm. good things curious (laughs) um but I had originally taken the single quiz while we were on our way to get food I was taking it on my phone yes because I had signed up for this like I can't remember if it was self-care self-love thingamajigger Um, and one of the things it suggested was, like, discover your love language in a way to figure out how, in turn, to care for yourself. Mm. Like, what is your love language? And then do that for yourself. So, like, quality time was, like, self-care, you know, cleaning, doing some skincare, what's it, words of affirmation, doing some, like, mantras, um, receiving gifts. Like, you know, just adapt it. So that you learn to love yourself is basically what it was all about. And I was like... That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Me too. Which is why I was like, I need to remember to say this. So maybe, like, acts of service could be, like, pick up the clothes so future you doesn't have to do it. Fold your laundry now so it's not there (laughs) three weeks from now. Buy yourself the essential edition of B. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Get yourself a weighted blanket, physical get yourself, touch. There you go. <laughs> get yourself the Starbucks you've been craving. Get yourself the there chicken nuggets. Like, have a little splurge. It doesn't need to be anything crazy. Make These yourself a nice things. breakfast. Yeah, take the time and enjoy the moment. That's important. I think that's that's a that's really good advice, actually, mm-hmm. to think about it that way. Because we put so much time and effort into making sure that well, I don't know if everyone does this, but good people take the time and effort to make sure that their partners and their friends are comfortable and they feel loved and they feel included and happy. So if you're with yourself 100% of the time, (laughs) maybe you should do that for you. Yes. All right, everyone, go take the freaking love language quiz and start treating yourself (laughs) like the goddess you are. Yes. Oh, God. Period. God X. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny you say that, though, because the love languages was actually its intention was to like 10 percent teach you like have you learn what your love love language is. Ninety percent learn how to take care of your partner. Yeah. That's and what I it was all based on. Everyone forgets that. Everyone does. It was the one thing, like, every single article was like, no one ever remembers what this was really about. Yeah. Um, there was, apparently I did not write it down and I'm upset. <laughs> but one of the articles was like, if people stopped treating this as a personality test and started treating it as a framework, as something to work off of, like, they'll really truly get the benefits that come from learning your love language. Yeah. Because of people just forget. We see something, we like it, we take it, we adapt it. I mean, how many times have you seen someone tweet, like, burritos are my love language? Or Sunday morning coffees are my love language. I mean, valid. But that's not what this was intentionally created for. Valid in a different way. Valid in, yes, in a different way. If you're saying you love to get Sunday morning coffee, fine. But it's not your love language. No. Um, but, yeah, I think that... People generally get a little caught up in, and this is the opposite of what we were just saying, you get a little caught up in yourself and you think that saying like, oh, well, this is how I want to be loved will like then grant you the things that you want. Um, And then you expect people to bow to that and not, you don't expect to have to do the same for other people. Right. And that in lies the problem. Yes. So I think that I read one of the articles that you did. So I have that quote with the framework in the personality Mm -hmm. test. 
Um, it says it's supposed to be a frame a framework meant to help people become more attuned to their partners, but it now gets treated more like a personality test. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and they said that it was a self-focused way of discussing love languages um, and then became a shorthand of how people behave in relationships. Which I was like, oh, damn. Because you can be like, well, that's just how I am. You know how people Yes. Are. Oh, my gosh. It's exactly like, what my what, brain was. You just don't understand me. Like, it is a two-way street. Exactly. In order to get understanding from people, you also have to give some understanding. So if you understand that other people don't accept love in the same way that you like to accept it, that doesn't mean that it's not love. You know? It doesn't mean that... Just because I don't like touch doesn't mean I don't love hanging out with Scarlett. Yeah. And I think that we pretty much understand each we other do. pretty much. Does well. that mean I'm not going to give her a hug when I know she needs? Hell no. I'm running and giving her a hug. <laughs> I love that I'm like, I know that you don't like physical touch, but I'll like be really sad and you'll text me. If I were there, I would give you a hug yes. right now. And I'm like, wow, that helps me. <laughs> but yeah, it's like. Again, we, we're so caught up in ourselves and expressing ourselves and expecting, I don't know, people to just bend to our will. I, I know a lot of people that are like that. Um, that they're like, well, I want to spend quality time with you and that's the only way that I can do whatever. And it's like, I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to spend quality time with everybody. You're one person. It is limited. With 24 hours in a day, seven days a week, so many days. I a have month. to sleep. I have to work. Yes. I have to work my other job. Mm -hmm. Where in there would you like me to follow my dreams and then also hang out with you? It's and this also... is not saying like I don't want to hang out with people. It's just certain people that are like, well, no, but oh, yeah, you don't love us because you're you don't see the family and you don't <sighs> see me and you only. Ugh. Love your... Um, never mind, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Next. No, but I completely agree because it's the thing about, you know, this quality time. It doesn't have to be big. And sometimes people only get caught up in the big. Yeah. Like, and they, they're so consumed with the thought, like, I have to do this. Like, we have to have a candlelit dinner or we have to go on a two-hour car ride to see something there were so many times like i'm not even relationship rise or with friends but i'm gonna go family relationships yeah that's kind of what i was talking about my i remember specifically a time so the high school i went to was rigorous we had exams that were intense and i needed to study and i can't do math well um <laughs> so i needed to study math i was supposed to be spending a weekend at my bio dad's house with his step bitch and i'm trying to study they know i need to study and what do they do they con me into a like what two and a half three hour trip up to caseville for the cheeseburger festival which was great but i needed to be studying and they're like we have to spend time together you're never spend any time with us i'm like no because you don't let me get the things done i need to get done so we can spend time and i didn't want to fucking spend time with them yeah <laughs> so literally i wasted a whole ass day at a festival and it's not like the biggest problem was is they didn't tell me we were going to be going on any sort of long car ride. Otherwise, obviously, I would have brought my textbooks with me, made myself sick in the car, but at least I would have been able to study. <laughs> okay, it wasn't until we were, like, away, away, and I'm like, where are we going? What are we doing? And they're like, don't worry about it. Like, that was the thing. They would never tell me what we no. were supposed to be doing. No. And that was when I was able to finally get a fucking cell phone so I could call for help if I needed it. <laughs> because they would basically kidnap, kidnap me. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And it wasn't the first time they had done it. Like, That's and it wasn't the last up. time they had done it. Like, they did it another time where we went, like, four or five hours up north for, like, a day trip to visit my aunt. And I was just like, this is the worst possible thing you could have done to me. No yeah, internet. that's not right. Nothing I have... I, they did tell me, so I was able to bring my textbooks, but once we got there, they were like, you can't do that. What are you doing? You need to hang out with us. You need to talk with us. And what do they do? They bitch about everything else. And what am I left doing? Twiddling my motherfucking thumbs because they won't let me open my textbooks. 
Not like I wanted to study, but I would have <laughs> rather been fucking studying math than that bullshit. Yeah. That wasn't quality time. No. That was torture. <laughs> it's kidnapping. It was kidnapping. It was legal kidnapping. Yeah. Um... I get caught up in things with my own family and Green's family where we're supposed to be spending quality time together and um, that includes like having dinner and then like watching something on TV or whatever the hell and I am, if any of us touches our phones, (laughs) why are you devicing? (laughs) Why are you devicing? You have to watch the same screen that I'm watching, or otherwise it doesn't count. <laughs> I hate that. You know Just what's like ah. You know what's really funny is that with quarantine and everything, and every being ho- everyone being home right now, my parents have like basically given up on eating dinner together, which is really nice because <laughs> like it it really helps us because like my mom and dad they like to eat dinner later in the evening. I like to eat a little earlier, and then the kids eat based around their sports schedules Mm -hmm. so it it really works best for us if we don't try and force everyone to sit down together but um and we only eat together for like big holidays or birthdays or that sort of thing yeah but i was i came home from work the other night and i walk in the door and my parents are sitting on the couch watching tv and my mom is on her phone playing her games (laughs) she always plays games on her phone i'm like really funny (laughs) even watching the tv right now and then of course my dad will be like what's going on and what's he's he starts watching the show randomly with my mom and my mom's like you can't do this because now it's not my show and i have to wait for you and i'm like this is perfect i love this chaotic no one cares (laughs) but yeah no that's the one thing like that thankfully is if we're all sitting together, if I have, like, my phone or whatever, the only time my parents ever got mad at me is when they were still making me go to church. And I would have my phone because I was trying not to fall asleep. Yeah. Otherwise, like, they don't give a shit. Okay. They've stopped caring. They're like, this is a battle. We know we're going to lose. It's not worth it. At least you're with us. For them, I, that is the one thing I will give them. As long as you're in the room, that is enough. <laughs> yeah. They're not expecting engagement, especially if something's playing on the TV. So that is the one thing I will give them. That's good. That's something, like, my dad will sit and watch TV, and then he'll be scrolling on his phone on what he calls the blink feed. <laughs> I don't know if that's an actual thing, because... It could be, but I always just thought he was saying BuzzFeed incorrectly on purpose. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but he'll say, like, yeah, I was scrolling on the Blink feed, and I saw this article about this and this article about that, and this show was playing, and I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> why are you a millennial right now? <laughs> I have this great photo of all of my family out to dinner one night, and it's my mom and my dad putzing away on their phone and we were actually out to dinner for a birthday celebration this was obviously a couple years ago now and it's really fucking funny because like they had literally just made a comment about how people my age millennials are always on their phones and i was like oh really you want to you you really want to continue with that train of thought right now are you sure about are you sure because you guys are on your phones they don't realize they're doing it though no because like they'll be like well it's for work or well it's for like school something i'm like that doesn't fucking matter you're still on your phones yeah and when we have that excuse it doesn't matter either no i'm sorry i'm saying that as if like this is something currently happening to me um i haven't been scolded for being on my phone I think my mom will make, like, comments about the fact that my phone is always in my hand. I'm like, that's because I'm waiting for an email saying, like, I can pick up a shift this week. So, yes, I need my phone on me. Or I'm in the midst of, I did that one day. I was talking to you and my mom's like, come have dinner with us. And I'm like, I'll come out there, but I'm continuing this conversation that I'm I am in a, the midst of. a very important It was a very important conversation with Scarlett. I'm like, I'm not stopping this conversation. For you. I'm like, you have to understand that, and I'll come out, and I'll sit, and I'll engage in between this. And they were like, that's fine. Just come come sit with us. I was like, okay, cool. Cool. Great. Glad Sounds we had this. good. Yeah, no, that, I, the only time my mom will make comments is, like, when we're eating dinner together or, like, holidays. And usually I'll just, I'll still have my phone on me, but it'll be in my pocket, and I won't look at it until afterwards. Yeah. There's, like, a safe. There's a safe time. <laughs> afterward, like, when people are all, like. <sighs> and then you can look at your phone for, like, a couple minutes before mm-hmm. they're like, why aren't you cleaning? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Basically. 
Oh, boy. It's the little things, man. It's the little things. It really is. That phrase, that saying, is so overlooked. It's the little things. Those are what matter. Yes. Unless you're... Unless you are someone who does get caught up on the details, then I guess, like, the big things do matter to you, too. But really, you're still remembering those little details. Yeah. Don't get so caught up in it. And I think that people... When you get into this, like, mindset of everything sucks so bad, which I'm aching to do an episode on that, I probably... (laughs) We're probably gonna do it next week. Next week? Yep. Not next week. Two, three weeks from now. (laughs) My topic for next week is already chosen. Oh. If you'll recall. Yes. Technically. Yep. (laughs) Um, But when you start getting into this negative, like, always criticizing and always seeing only bad things, like, you will list all the shitty things that have ever happened and you're not going to remember all those good moments. No. Because they don't matter. No. In that mindset. Because only negativity matters and only proving, yes, see, I have a reason to be negative is what matters. I have many other words to say about it, but that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> but yeah. Um, and the main takeaway, obviously, isn't about you. <laughs> Unless you're doing some self-love, which you should. Yes. Love yourself. Yes. Um... We're talking about relationships, platonic and non-platonic relationships with other people. And that means you need to pay attention and understand what other people want and need. There's this magical thing. You may have heard of it called communication. What? It's a two-way street, folks. What? My biggest thing. (sighs) Open communication. People get so caught up on it, too. They're like, oh, I can't just ask for what I need. Like, you aren't going to get it if you don't ask. Yeah. No, it is a huge thing, and I think people overthink it, and I think people underthink it, and... Yeah. It's it's not hard. It's hard, but it's not hard. It's hard working through the societal bullshit we've been trained to think about it, but it's really not that hard. I think it's just that initial, like, jump over this hurdle where we aren't supposed to talk about our feelings for some reason, um, because either you are of the male variety and you're not allowed to talk about your feelings because you only have anger, or... Anger or... (laughs) Okay, continue. Anger or what? (laughs) I was going to say, men are only allowed to be angry or horny. Basically. Basically. Um, or you're of the female variety, um, and you're not allowed to have feelings because you're being overly emotional and non-logical because only only anger and horny are logical. Only women have hormones. Uh-huh. Is their argument. Or you're somewhere in between and you still can't talk about your emotions because you're not valid. I forgot what my main point here was <laughs> because I started thinking about it too hard. <laughs> Oh, once you get over that initial thing where you're like, oh, I can't talk about my emotions, um, and you're like, okay, we're going to have a real conversation about feelings (laughs) and what I need from you, um, it makes it easier to do it with other people, and it makes it easier to continue to do it with the people that you've already had those conversations with. Yes. Also, you have a much deeper connection with people when you can actually talk to them and not have to censor yourself all the time yes period the end and it's annoying that we have to do that with people but everyone has so many opinions that sometimes you need to censor yourself to protect yourself which is also valid but if there are people that you know if you have a good support system yes if you you have someone you can be honest be honest. Practice honesty, everyone. And I don't mean <laughs> I'm just being real. I mean being honest and good. If someone says to you they're just being real, they're just being rude. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I hate that. I'm just being real. I'm like, no, you're not. You're being an asshole. Well, you're being fake because you're acting... No. 
There is no reason for you to be an asshole. If you've got a problem, walk away. Just walk away. It's so much easier and it's so much better to not engage in certain things that people feel the need to engage in. Yeah. That being said, you still need to, like, stand up for people. Oh, absolutely. When people are being rude. Absolutely. But you don't need... You yourself do not need to be rude. No. Because that just starts a whole fucking circle of You're just doing what rude. they're doing in a different wording. Be better. Yes. <laughs> be better than that. Yes. I know you can. Mm-hmm. You're capable. You are. And you're also capable of having open communication with yes. the people that you love. And if they love you back, they will be able to understand and adjust how you show it. Yes. It is not hard. No. It's not hard. Mm-mm. It's a journey, but it's not, it's not that hard. Just None of like, this is hard. <laughs> nothing. Relationships. Know, stuff is hard. Relationships, platonic, non-platonic, anywhere in between are not hard. They just take work. Yes. True. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> Any clothing, clothing, <laughs> clothing, <laughs> closing. <laughs> Thoughts? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about clothing? I love big hoodies. Dude, who doesn't? Seriously. Anyway, any closing thoughts? <laughs> I'm so sorry, you guys. It's I, my fine. mouth doesn't work. Today. It's fine. How many times have I? Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Uh, closing remarks. The five love languages, they're there. The, they're there. <laughs> the links are in the doc. Take the quizzes, don't. Take what you want from this. But remember, this isn't strictly to non-platonic relationships. Yes. Use these for your friends. Use these for yourself. That's really what I want you guys to take away from today's episode. It's a little bit different. But it's important. You gotta... Well, I was gonna say you gotta love each other. You don't have to love everyone. You gotta be kind to everyone. You have to love yourself. Period. The end. Well said. You have anything to add? No. Okay. Clothing. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hit us up on all of our socials. We have Instagram, Twitter, Curious Cat, and you can leave us little audio notes. Yeah. Tell us what words you can't say. Yeah. Or, (laughs) you know, tell us what your love language is. One of the five or an OG one you created yourself. I would love to hear it. Yeah. Is your love language Sunday coffee? Is it burritos? Is it making people coffee? Is it knowing people's coffee orders? That seems like an active service. Still counts. Still counts. All right, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.